The New York Giants embark on the first of a three-game road swing this weekend against the Las Vegas Raiders. Will Lady Luck finally land in the Giants' corner? We're talking storylines, matchups, and more on this special edition of Crossover Thursday coming your way next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Crossover Thursday is brought to you by Price Picks. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Hello, New York Giant fans, and hello, Raider fans. <laughs> Welcome to a special crossover edition Locked on Giants, Locked on Raiders. The New York Giants visit the Las Vegas Raiders in week nine, and it's going to be a wild one. <laughs> uh, my name is Patricia Train. I am the host of Locked On Giants. And of course, Raider fans, you recognize your boy Q. He is the host of Locked On Raiders. And uh, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. We've got a lot <laughs> to talk about. We've got key storylines, we've got matchups, we've got predictions. And Q, Boy, you've got some storylines to talk about, my friend. Yeah, yeah, I do. And, and that's the big thing, you know, now that uh, Josh McDaniels has been fired. Uh, he was the, the head coach for, you know, the last year and a half with the Silver and Black. He was fired on Halloween night. How fitting is that, right? He gets fired on Halloween night, and you're talking about the Raiders. But he's out. The GM, Dave Ziegler, he's out. And a guy that you know very well uh, is in as the interim head coach in Antonio Pierce. So when it comes to storylines for the Raiders, it's all about how does this team respond to a former player that did it at the highest level is a very intense guy. He was the current linebackers coach of the Silver and Black, and now he's the head coach. And I'll tell you, Patricia, uh, we met with him today, or met with him actually on Tuesday. No, was it Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. <laughs> Come on, my days. I'll tell you, my days just run together. But, yeah, we met with him on Wednesday uh, at the Raiders facility, and just the energy and the excitement. And I kept comparing it to a breath of fresh air or or almost that energy that you get when you go into a casino and you're it's supposed to be really you're like tired and you know it's 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 late and you want to go to your hotel room and fall asleep then all of a sudden you walk around that casino for a little while and that oxygen that they pump in there all of a sudden has you fired up that's who Antonio Pierce is and that's what he's done with Raider Nation so uh, the biggest storyline really for the Raiders moving forward at least this week is how did this team respond to Antonio Pierce as now the interim head coach well I know all about Antonio Pierce (laughs) because he was just like that when he was with the Giants Of course, he was one of the co-captains on that 2007 championship team. And, you know, Q, the Raiders also decided to bench Jimmy G. They're going with Aiden O'Connell. How surprising was that to you? Well, to me, it wasn't. I was actually the guy that was thinking that that it was the time now. I had been kind of pushing off and pushing off and telling Raider Nation that, yes, it's too early. It's too early. They're still in the thick of things. But after you saw that performance on Monday night against the Detroit Lions and the fact that Jameer Gibbs ran for more yards than the Raiders had uh, offense in period, I was like, okay, there's something's got to give, right? He couldn't hit Devontae Adams. Uh, He he couldn't hit a wide receiver in the first half. I I thought, okay, at this stage of the game, you're 3-5. and The Giants are coming to town, and I'm not sleeping on the Giants. I'm not sleeping on the 
the Jets next week. I'm not sleeping on any of these teams. But you're at home. Why not let the rookie go ahead and give your give it a shot? Because obviously what you were doing with Jimmy is not working, and that's what Antonio Pierce told us. He said Aiden O'Connell's going to be the guy. Uh, he gives us the best chance to win. So uh, that's, that's what it is right now, and apparently the team was very fired up when he uh, made that announcement on Wednesday morning. And, Q, before we get to the Giants storylines, I've got to ask you, I saw that the Raiders fired the offensive coordinator Lombardi, and yep. they promoted the quarterback coach who – Correct me if I'm wrong. He's never been a play caller. Yeah. Antonio Pierce is more of a defensive mind. So what are the Raiders going to be doing as far as play calling? Who's who's going to, I guess it's going to be the new offensive coordinator here, but what concern is there? And, you know, is it going to be a committee approach or how are they going to handle that? Yeah, it's going to be interesting, right? That's a great question. Bo Hardegree, he's, he was the quarterback coach. He's never been the offensive coordinator. He's never been a play caller, but he's going to be on Sunday, <laughs> right? And so, uh, you know, what Antonio Pierce said and what the uh, interim GM Champ Kelly said as well is that uh, they've been with Bo multiple places and he's not afraid of the moment. He's going to be ready for the moment. And the key thing is, and I know Raider fans will get excited about this, is they know the weapons they have. They know the playmakers that they have. And and in Antonio Pierce's words, I'm no fool, right? Get the ball to the playmakers. So that's been something that's been missing. Shocking. Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Jacoby Myers, J- Josh Jacobs, they haven't been used, in my opinion, the way that they should through eight games so far. So their big key is going to be trying to get those guys involved and get the playmakers with the ball in their hands. But, it's a, it, you know, it's not – as an offensive coordinator, it's not an easy task. I mean, you've got to be able to play chess, not checkers. So it's going to be a learning curve for Bo Hardegree, but they have a lot of confidence in him. I think the players have confidences in him. So we'll see what it looks like on Sunday for his first time out. Yeah, you know, it's funny. After what the Raiders went through to, to talk about the Giants' key storylines, almost <laughs> seems like, you know, Pitkins here. But uh, for the New York Giants, of course, they are coming off the heartbreaking and gut punch yeah. loss against the New York Jets in overtime. A game they had won, um, they should have won, and just they let it slip through their fingers. And, you know, when you have that kind of a gut punch loss, um, it's always interesting to see how the team responds. Are they going to come back fighting? Are they going to be deflated? You know, how are they going to respond? Right. Thus far, you know, and and the Giants, of course, back to work after a couple days off here. Um, I was in the locker room today. I'm happy to tell Giant fans that the mood is upbeat. They Mm. feel, you know, like, okay, we learned from this last one. We put it behind us. We're going to go forward. You know, the Raiders, despite the problems they've been having, still a challenge. And just... That level of confidence there is is still there. Now, I think part of that is being fueled by the fact that the Giants are getting back some guys on offense. Right. Daniel Jones returns to the lineup after uh, missing three games with a neck injury. Evan Neal, the right tackle, I have a feeling he's going to be back. Um, he was very optimistic about returning. So that now gives the Giants back two um, offensive linemen, John Michael Schmitz, who was back last week, and now Evan Neal. Uh, is coming back. So the offensive line is starting to resemble what it should be. We right. don't yet know about Andrew Thomas. I wasn't, I didn't see him, so I didn't get a good feel for, you know, where he's going to be coming back from that hamstring. Uh, now, one guy who is going to be missing is Darren Waller, mm. who, of course, is the former Raider. Look, was looking forward to playing against the, the Raiders. Darren Waller injured his hamstring and it's not the same hamstring that that basically did him in with the Raiders it's the other leg and just you know he's looking at potentially missing several weeks Oof. so 
when it comes down to the Giants offense, some good news, some bad news. They're getting some guys back. They lost Waller, um, but they've got Saquon in there. And uh, basically, this is as complete of an offense in terms of personnel that the Giants have had in weeks. So they're going up against a very good Raiders defense. And, of course, we'll talk about matchups coming up in a bit. But uh, the Giants, you know, it's all about the demeanor, which seems to be on the right track. And, of course, you know, getting these guys back and getting them in sync and just rebounding from, again, what was a terrible gut punch of a loss last week against the Jets. Yeah, that was a tough one. I mean, especially losing in overtime the way that they did. You're right. That's a great way to describe it, a gut punch. But I did want to ask you, what do you feel like has been the biggest reason for the lack of success that they've had in 2023 after having Brian Dayball as a first-year coach get him to the playoffs last season? I felt really good about the job that Dayball did and thought now that he's got some more weapons and his own guys in there, he's really going to be able to do a really good job. Like, What has kind of been the biggest disconnect there? I think you look at injuries. That's number one. That that just, you know, I've never seen a team this injured. And the Giants are always up or at the top of the list as far as injuries go. But, I mean, to have your entire offensive line basically wiped out, you lose your quarterback for three games, you lose Saquon Barkley for a few games. Now you're going to be without, you know, uh, Darren Waller for a few games. Yeah. Uh, so that's one factor. But that being said, every team does have injuries. I think another problem has been, uh, to a degree, the play calling and some of the decision making. You know, last year, Brian Dable, very aggressive, wasn't afraid to roll the dice and do a little bit of gambling, keeping with the Las Vegas theme here. <laughs> this, this year, he seems to have gone into more of a conservative shell. You know, and, and there's there's just decisions that have been made that just you, you sit there and you scratch your head, your head and you say, what are you thinking, coach? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he's, he's going with the, you know, analytics and I get that. But analytics don't account for injured players. Right. You know, a case in point, the, the, the attempt to kick a field goal with a compromised kicker, you know, Graham Cano with that left knee injury um, had missed a field goal before. And at, at the end of the game now, he's kicking a field goal on fourth and one. What you, you've been trusting Saquon Barkley this whole time and you can't trust him to get one yard <laughs> right. or at least take time off the clock. So just little things like that have, have done the giants in, I think. Well, that's, yeah, I, I just, it's like I said, I've been watching from a distance, but at the same time, you know, I know your boots on the ground. So I thought that that, you know, that'd be a great question to ask you. Cause it's just, to me, I thought they were flying under the radar. Everyone was talking about the jets coming into the season and I thought the giants were going to be the team you better watch out for. And obviously it hasn't shaken out that way, but uh, I know they have a lot of talent and I know Brian Dayball is a hell of a coach. So definitely not going to hold anything against them as they come to Allegiant stadium on Sunday. It's going to be, I think a heck of a game. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a defensive game, and we're going to talk about matchups coming up next. Hey, Giant fans. So between my work here on the Locked on Giants podcast, on Giants country, and being on site to bring you all the latest and greatest Giants coverage, I just don't have time to get to the grocery store every week to make sure my fridge is full. And there are nights that I just don't have time to cook. Luckily, I don't have to do any of that stuff thanks to DoorDash. With DoorDash, I get everything I want when I need it delivered straight to my door. You know, for years, I've trusted DoorDash to deliver freshly made meals from my favorite restaurants, and they've never let me down. And now that they've added grocery delivery to their offerings, it's made my life so much easier because now I can get what I need from my go-tos like BJ's Wholesale and Wegmans. DoorDash has thousands of grocery stores to choose from. 
so you're sure to find one in your neighborhood that's right for you. You get what you ordered or they will make it right. And you can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a no delivery fee on eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. And now for a limited time, you can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20 when you use the promo code LOCKONNFL at checkout. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKONNFL. Terms supply. All right, everybody, welcome back to the crossover edition Locked On Giants, Locked On Raiders. The Raiders, of course, the hosts, the Giants, the visitor, the first of a three-game road swing for Big Blue. And despite the uh, upset or the turnover, if you will, in Las Vegas, still a pretty good defense that the Giants have to face. And, you know, we're going to talk about matchups and, you know, the first matchup, you know, it, Q, I'm going to go first here without, yeah. you know, yeah. being the visitor. Um, the matchup that kind of scares me is Max Crosby mm-hmm. against that Giants offensive line. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Max lines up against the right tackle? He does, it? but he's been moving around quite a bit this year. So he's right. kind of all, all right, over the place, so, but the right tackle for sure. Yeah. All right, so right tackle... Again, it looks like Evan Neal is going to be back. Evan Neal, of course, has struggled this year. Um, just, I don't know what's up with him, but he has not taken that step forward. And, of course, he's missed the last two games with the the sprained ankle. Um, you know, when he was out, Tyree Phillips was in there at right tackle. And he was okay, but, yeah, you know, still had some issues there. Now, over at left tackle, if they do move Max Crosby across from left tackle, if Andrew Thomas is not back, you got Justin Pugh, who's technically playing out of place there. So I'm curious to see how defensive coordinator and old friend Patrick Graham lines Max Crosby up. You know, is he going to flip him around? Is he going to put him exclusively on the right side? And moreover, with the Giants now down a tight end, you know, again, I don't think Darren Waller plays. So if the Giants want to max protect, you know, how are they going to do it? Are they going to run another uh, offensive lineman out there? Are they going to chip Crosby with a running back? And how effective is that going to be? I think that's going to be a really, really big key for the Giants in terms of matchups. I think that that happens every week to the Raiders, right, in the defense and Max Crosby. I think every week it's like, where's 98? Where's 98? Where's 98? Because that dude is a wrecking ball, right? I mean, that guy just gets after it, and he has been moving around the defensive line quite a bit so far uh, throughout the course of the year. The problem is that the Raiders haven't had anyone that's really complimented him, right? They went out and drafted Tyree Wilson, uh, number seven overall to Texas Tech, and he came in banged up with a foot injury, and so he's been kind of ramping up, and he's been getting better, don't get me wrong, but still, there hasn't been that that guy to really compliment Max Crosby. So, yeah, he's going to be a problem for anyone, no matter uh, what team it is and what the offensive lineman is. Uh, he just, you know, he's just that guy, right? Tackles for losses, pressures, and obviously sacks. He's so good at his motor never stops. So he's definitely someone to pay attention pay attention to in a major way and you know I, I look at you know one of the 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 matchups for the Raiders and I'll stick with the defensive theme is where's Saquon Barkley I know how important he is to the success of the Giants offense and uh, there's a reason why you know he was the franchise tag holder right there's a reason why he he's the guy that you know probably should have got bigger money than he really did but we know the running back climate we know what it is the Raiders have been struggling to stop the run 
They really have. I mean, they gave up so many yards on the ground to Jameer Gibbs on Monday night with the Detroit Lions. Scrimmage yards, 182 yards, right? And Saquon Barkley is all that and then some. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. So the Raiders are going to have to figure out a way to, to, to focus in on Saquon. Where is Saquon at? How do you slow him down? How do you not let him wreck the game, just like Max Crosby could wreck the, the game defensively? But Saquon could be a problem, just like rookie Jameer Gibbs was on Monday night. So I think that for Antonio Pierce, for Patrick Graham, first and foremost what they have to do is locate uh, Saquon and find a way to slow him down. Very true. Saquon has made such a difference. I mean, last week, he basically carried the Giants' offense, right. especially after Tyrod Taylor, who was filling in for Daniel Jones, went down with a rib injury. Tyrod Taylor probably not going to play. Doesn't he have the um, worst luck ever? Is, is it not the, it, his whole career has been like the worst luck every time he goes somewhere. Yeah. It's some, I, I feel so bad for Tyrod Taylor because I thought he was doing some pretty good things for the Giants until he got banged up again. Yeah, but you know what? Dable, uh, the head coach, basically said that when Daniel was healthy, he's coming back. Now, you know, uh, Daniel Jones continues to split the Giants fan base. A lot of people hate him and a lot of people love him. Right. So, you know, Daniel has, you know, assuming that the neck is, is indeed fully healed and he doesn't have any further issues, he's got the rest of the year to kind of convince people that, this team doesn't need to go out and get another quarterback come next year, which I think they're going to do anyway because Tyrod Taylor is going to be a free agent and you see him get banged up, you know, every time he goes out there. And, um, you know, I, I question if Tommy DeVito, who's who's the third quarterback that they have had since the spring, I, I don't know if he's the long, you know, a long-term answer. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the Giants added Matt Barkley, who is uh, familiar with, with um, Dable's system having run it up in Buffalo. So Saquon Barkley, though, the the straw that stirs the Giants' drink right now. I mean, there's no two ways about it. The receivers, you know, I just don't see them getting open as much as you thought they would. And now that you lose Darren Waller, you know, it's going to fall on Saquon's shoulders, basically, to to help move those chains. So, uh Stopping him is going to be key, I think, for the Raiders. Yeah, that's uh, like I said, that's got to be one of the biggest focuses, you know, and biggest matchups to, to pay attention to is that Raiders defense, the defensive line, uh, you know, locating Saquon Barkley and not letting him wreck the game. Uh, as far as other matchups, what else are you looking for for the Giants when they look at the Raiders and say, okay, uh, this is what, you know, this is a big matchup as well. What else do you think besides locating Max Crosby and trying to slow him down? Yeah, I mean, you would think Josh Jacobs, but I don't know that they run him as much. Um, Devontae Adams obviously would be a, a concern. Yeah. Um, I think he's been frustrated, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. with his deployment. To say the least. Um, <laughs> so I'm curious to see if with the new offensive brain trust, maybe they use him a little bit more, especially to test the Giants' young defensive secondary. That defensive secondary has actually played pretty well. You've got Deontay Banks, who's played well. You know, Adoree Jackson will probably be in there, but he had kind of a rough game last week against the Jets. Um, Trey Hawkins, who's a six-round pick, who was impressed, um, factors into that equation. So we'll we'll see about that. But, you know, I, I would say that's probably it because I would anticipate we'll see a lot of play action. Yeah. Um, you know, the, I think the Raiders will probably keep things simple for, for O'Connell, I would think. Um, I'm curious to see if they take any deep shots down the field, but, uh, yeah, I would say definitely, you know, Devontae Adams against that young secondary. I want to see if Josh Jacobs gets, you know, um, more carries that he yep. has. 
so, you know, the Giants' run defense has been a little bit better. I don't think that would necessarily be the way to go. I think I would test the Giants' young secondary. Yeah, I think it's going to be a combination of what you just said. I think Josh Jacobs is going to have a bigger role. Uh, Antonio Pierce kind of alluded to that. He was saying how Josh Jacobs is still one of the best running backs in the league, and he knows his role moving forward and what they're going to be asking him. So I think he's going to have an expanded role, but you're absolutely right about 17. Uh, Devontae Adams has been frustrated. He's been frustrated for a while. Uh, there hasn't been any deep shots because Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't throw the ball down the field like that. And so, and you saw him on Monday Night Football, Devontae, Devontae wide open, and Jimmy throws it out of bounds and over his head, and it's just, you know, it caused Devontae to go to the sideline, slam his helmet down, uh, save a couple of expletives. So he was he was pretty angry and fired up, you know, and didn't know what to uh, how the solution for the offense was going to come around. Well, now Josh McDaniels is gone. Aiden O'Connell has a strong arm. I expect to see some deep shots, uh, and I expect to see them try to feed Devontae and get him involved because he is a playmaker. And, you know, I do think it's going to be that one-two punch. Like, there's so many weapons that the Raiders have. I think you're going to see the ball spread around the field, but it's going to be led by 28. It's going to be led, or not 28, excuse me. It's going to be led by 8 and 17 as Josh Jacobs has changed his number this year to 8 as opposed to 28. But, yeah, Josh Jacobs and, and Devontae Adams, I think it'll be a good one-two punch between those guys to help do exactly what you said. Keep it simple for Aiden O'Connell, who's making his second career start. Yeah, definitely. Now, the big question for the Giants is, will they find Lady Luck when they land in Vegas? We're going to talk about predictions coming up next on this crossover edition of Locked on Giants, Locked on Raiders. Don't go anywhere. Hey, Giant fans, if you're looking for a fun and different way to play fantasy football this season, you need to check out Prize Picks. Just pick two or more players, predict their stats, and sit back and see how they perform. It takes less than 60 seconds to make an entry, and best of all, you can turn a few bucks into some nice cash with the right projections. Prize Picks is the number one daily fantasy sports app known for its quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and wide selection of players and stat types. And they offer weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday, when each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So what are you waiting for? Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use the promo code Lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL. And that promo code is lockdown NFL for your first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, everybody, welcome back to the crossover edition Lockdown Giants, Lockdown Raiders. You got me, Patricia Trena, host of Lockdown Giants, and your boy Q, who is the host of Lockdown Raiders. And Q, According to our friends at FanDuel, the Giants, a one-and-a-half-point underdog. Mm. This despite all the upheaval that the Raiders went through. What are your thoughts on this game, the X-Factors, and how do you see this game playing out? Well, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of confidence in the Raiders going into this game before Josh McDaniels and company were fired. I, I just didn't, just because the offense looks so broken, right? I mean, they're averaging 16 points a game. Now it's less than 16. It's around 15 points per game they're averaging. So that's just not going to win too many games unless you have the 85 Bears defense, and they do not. So, you know, I mean, that's that's one of those situations where I'm like, wait a minute, man, this, this, is, this is getting worse before it gets better but I will say this and you've been around the league for a long time so you know when there is a major shakeup, when there's a major change with you know coaches when sometimes the team goes through a little bit of adversity you see 
teams come together, if, if not for the whole season, you see them come together for at least one week, right? I mean, I go back to when John Gruden had to resign and Rich Passaccia took over. They went to Denver. They picked up a W. Uh, when the Henry Ruggs situation happened, right? I mean, they, they, it just seems like they, they all came together and rallied. I mean, there's different situations that happen with teams, not just the Raiders, but with teams in general when there's all of a sudden a new voice, there's some kind of, like I said, there's some adversity that they have to overcome. You just see them start to rally around the guys. And I think, as you know, Antonio Pierce, man, I mean, when I was at his press conference, I almost jumped up and said, Coach, put some pads on me. I got like three snaps. I don't have much more, (laughs) but I got three snaps. If you want me on special teams, put me on special teams. Because, I mean, he just, he's one of those guys with that infectious personality. So I think he's going to be able to rally the team, get them fired up, get them home. I know this. He's rallied the, the fan base, and I think that that's important. And the reason why is because every fan base, for the most part, has come to Allegiant Stadium and taken over. Not every single one, but for the most part, a lot of them. And I know that Giant fans are going to travel well, and I know that Giant fans are going to be in Allegiant Stadium, and they're going to be representing. But I think that Raider Nation that was soured on Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler and, and the Patriot way, as they were calling it, right, I think that they were ready to not come back and ready to sell all their, their tickets. Now they have a reason to come and watch. I'm not saying that the Raiders are going to win every game, run out, win the playoffs, and have this Disney-made storytelling, you know, but no. But they're just fired up to see something that's not what they were used to seeing for the last year and a half. So uh, I, I, I don't know exactly how the path to victory is going to be. I think that Joshua Jacobs is going to be very heavily involved in Devontae Adams, as we talked about in segment two. Um, I just think that the Raiders are going to find a way to rally and win this game. And it's not because they're stellar and because of the play on the field. It's that dude on the sideline. I think Antonio Pierce is going to find a way to rally these guys and bring them together and win that game against his former team. Uh, What does that mean for the rest of the season? I don't know. But for one week, I do think that that is an X factor in this game. You You want to give us a score? Oh, man. Now, see, now you're asking a whole lot, right? <laughs> now now you're asking a lot. I'm, look, the Raiders haven't scored 20 points yet offensively this season. But, again, it's not Josh McDaniels calling the plays. It's, you know what I mean? So it's so much unknown as what we're going to see. Bo Hardegree, it's going to be a, a learning curve for him. You know, what, what's he going to do as far as play calling? Is he ready to call plays in quarter number one to set up a, a play in, in quarter number four? Uh, you know, so it's 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 tough to call as far as the 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 – total score um i'll just i'll just throw out 24 17 because i feel comfortable saying that i don't think it's going to be anything outrageous but i think these guys are going to be fired up so i'm gonna say that the raiders will get the 24 17 victory um maybe the the raiders defense scores a defensive score like they did last week against the lions on monday night football when peters took a a pick six to the house um that you know again it's hard to make the 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 score prediction but i do think the raiders find a way to win it just because they're going to rally it and you know not win one for the gimper but i think that they're just going to get one because well they they've had some adversity that they've overcome this week that's really tough to do so as far as you're concerned what what do you think that you know what what does it look like man what does the path of victory look like for the giants I think the defense has been playing really really well you know they're going up against a rookie quarterback week yeah. martindale as you've mentioned throws the kitchen sink yeah. at the quarterback, regardless of, you know, if he's a rookie or, or a 10 year veteran, um, you know, the giants, of course, they traded away Leonard Williams. I don't know necessarily that's going to totally, you know, take all the air out of the tires of the giants defense. Um, I I think the giants defense is going to really, you know, rise to the occasion. Mm -hmm. I spoke to a lot of the defensive guys today and they are ticked off that they didn't shut down the jets when they had the chance. So, uh, 
They could very well look to take it out on the Raiders. The offense, as I mentioned, they're getting some guys back. It does look like Saquon is going to be the, the straw that stirs the drink here. So I think the Giants, you know, and, and it's interesting, the Raiders have the 31st ranked defense, uh, excuse me, 31st ranked offense in the yep. NFL, Giants 32nd. I think <laughs> in this one, the Giants are going to upset the Raiders, according to the point spread again. They're right. a one-and-a-half-point underdog. Yeah. They upset the Raiders. I'm going to say 23-13. Okay. Okay. There you go. It sounds like it could be a very low-scoring game. If neither one of these teams' offenses are that good, uh, it could be a very – it very well could be both teams under 20 points. It could be like a 17-13 one way or the other, you know, and uh, that wouldn't shock me at all either. And, yeah, Wink Martindale, like you said, he's he's really good. I respect him so much as a defensive coordinator, so I know he's going to get creative. And, look, the Raiders – Jimmy G last week against the Lions took six sacks. So the offensive line, I mean, I know we, we already talked about matchups and all that, but the offensive line is going to have their work cut out for him because I know Wink Martindale, like you said, is going to bring and throw the kitchen sink at him. So that's going to be difficult, and it is a rookie quarterback. So I could very well see it going the other way. I just feel like with the X factor, you know, the the the, the difference maker being the, you know, the team coming together and rallying around Antonio Pierce for one week at least is going to be the, the, the separator between these two teams. But – your prediction could be spot on, and, and it would not shock me at all, to say the least. Um, ball security is going to have to be a big key for both teams, as a matter of fact. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to see who ends up the lucky one <laughs> on Sunday. Again, it's Giants at Raiders. Make sure you tune in, and make sure you keep it here on the Locked on Giants podcast and also on the Locked on Raiders podcast as well. 